0: In this podcast, I will be reviewing the current ongoing situation of the sale of Manchester United Football Club. Their ownership throughout has been highly political for many different reasons. In 2005, the Glazer family bought Manchester United for £790 million, and throughout their reign, United fans have shown their clear dislike, even during success. The Glazers' leveraged takeover instantly put the club into a £550 million debt overnight and as of March 2023, the debt sits at £535.7 This justifies the hate among the Manchester United fanbase. Protests flared up again in 2021, when the owners were involved in an attempt to create a breakaway European Super League. This led to huge fan protests, as fans stormed across the Old Trafford pitch, suspending their game against Liverpool. So finally, the Glazer family's ownership could be coming to an end, with the final deadline for bids passed on the 28th of April. So, who are the potential buyers and why is this takeover so heavily political? Manchester United fans have been offered two main prospects. The first being Sheikh Jassim bin Hamad al Tanai, whose father served as Qatari Prime Minister and has been involved in Qatari influence around the world. Jassim is the face of this bid, which comes from one of Qatari's largest banks. This may lead to the Premier League separating this bid from the Qatari government, although this will be seen through. Serious objections can be expected by the LGBTQ community if a state which criminalizes homosexuality gains ownership of the UK's biggest club. The left wing will also be an objection of the slave state. However, to what extent will the government or the Premier League step in especially with consideration of the Saudi state's recent purchase of Newcastle United. On top of this, would they have any justification to block this bid when we look at the Qatari's main opposition, Jim Ratcliffe? At the face of it, Ratcliffe is seen as a hard-working, self-made British man. He owns a home in New Forest, believes in Britain and has promised Manchester United fans a British bid. However, we cannot all relate to him and to many fans he will be seen as a member of the rich, who has not produced his income as cleanly as the rest of us. When I analyse this situation, my initial thoughts as a Manchester United fan is that I wouldn't want our club connected to Qatari money and that this would largely damage the club's reputation, however when looking closer, Ratcliffe's income has come from gas and his company EOS has largely profited from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So that brings me to look at what's best for Manchester United. Jassim has promised Manchester United to be debt free and that large investments will go into the club on and off the pitch. This is well needed considering the stadium is falling apart and the training ground hasn't changed for 20 years. This will begin a long needed process of rebuilding the club that is loved by fans around the world. On the other hand, Ratcliffe's bid seems to result in the Glazer family staying as a minority shareholder which won't please any Manchester United fans. Is it ignorant to say that it doesn't matter where the money comes from and that Manchester United need this income to compete with their noisy neighbours? I caught up with Manchester United fan Tom to hear his thoughts.
1: So in my opinion for Manchester United to move forward in the correct way I feel like we need to have the backing given strongly towards Ten Hag, so that would probably mean the most money going towards him in terms of buying players and also having the facilities top-notch compared to all the other top clubs in financially in the country, such as Newcastle, Manchester City, Chelsea. And I feel like, obviously, there's two main takeover candidates in the Qataris and Jim Ratcliffe. And Jim Ratcliffe is an Englishman. He also... Is an alleged Manchester United fan. So I feel like he would be a good candidate because he probably would care a lot about the club and try to do the best for us. However, I'm not convinced he's got all the money financially to be able to take us to that next level. We need to be competing with City and Chelsea financially to make sure we don't get left behind. So I feel like the Qataris wouldn't be a bad shout just because they definitely have all the money Capable of taking us to the next level. Unfortunately, though, obviously Qatar have got human rights issues and, and obviously, female—they don't really treat women
0: right over there, which is a shame.
1: Which I feel like that would affect the takeover, and also it would make the club not look great in terms of taking dirty money. So probably overall, I'd probably rather have Ratcliffe just. I'd rather just, I obviously want the best Manchester United and I feel like the most money, is the way the, way the football's going nowadays is just because of the money ploughed into clubs. I think the only way we're going to get back up and compete and win things from a consistent point on a consistent basis would be just with the Qataris.
0: I do agree with Tom that Ratcliffe will do what's best for Manchester United as a boyhood fan. However, Jassim is also a lifelong Manchester United fan. And is more likely to have the capabilities to deliver success for the club. Although I cannot dismiss the human rights issues in Qatar and as a country we should be doing more to elevate these issues so that they can be more publicly known and that change is made. When reviewing the ownerships of the Premier League clubs, I do think that more should have been done by the Premier League and the government to block these Middle Eastern ownerships and that an independent regula- regulator of football should be put in place. In the position we are in now, this politically driven affair will soon be concluded and regardless of the outcome, I hope it results in the best case scenario for Manchester United. However, it is clear that we should not be in this position in the first place and the activities of the Middle East should be closely monitored. If Manchester United does come under Qatari ownership, we have to consider what this will mean for the Premier League and world football. We have already seen instances in the past with Manchester City and it's fair to say they were a small club before Sheikh Mansour took over, but they have, dom- they have become a dominating force in the last decade of the Premier League. We are also now seeing Newcastle United break into the top six and even the top four, and they were in the relegation zone a couple of seasons ago and the championship before that. So, with Qataris coming into Manchester United, who to be fair haven't been successful recently, but are a club with a huge fan base and wealth over the next five ten years they could become a dominating force in the premier league domestically and even in europe i mean the club will see a huge restructuring from the very bottom of the club right the way to the top i mean and you're thinking a new director of football they've been crying out that for years so uh, i think it could be a big big change to the premier league Uh, i think man united could become very dominating again. Uh, They've definitely got the facilities to do it. And I think with the right right investments, uh, it could be dangerous for the Premier League. I think we've seen how much Man City have dominated and uh, people have argued it's become boring. It's become a one-horse race every year. I think in the last few years, we've only ever seen Liverpool challenge them, really. Um, We've obviously seen Arsenal do well this season. um, But... I don't think the investment's there for Arsenal either. So I think with this huge Qatari wealth coming into Manchester United, it could really change the landscape of the Premier League and Europe. Cause if we look at Europe as well, the Premier League clubs are already dominating because of huge investments. I think, you know, in the last three, four years there's been a lot of Premier League clubs reaching the finals in the Champions League and in the Europa League. So it could be a big change to English football. You know, as a Manchester United fan, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't happy with this. You know, it's been 10 horrible years since Alex Ferguson left. I mean, success been, has been very limited and we've had to deal with our noisy neighbors having all, all the success. Um, but if I was being realistic and looking at it from a football fan point of view, I think it's, it's gotten way too political and more needs to be done to create a competitive league like throughout the league and not just with the top six clubs running away with it every year and it's been like that ever since the Premier League was established really so I think if you look at Manchester City as well with their financial potential financial fair play breaches I mean they shouldn't have been allowed to get away with that for so long, it's been a decade and I know it's been investigated now but they've already had all that success so, I think the regulations need to be put in place sooner rather than later. I think the whole structure of the English Football League needs to be looked at, needs to be restructured. I think the financial fair play rule is just a joke really. I think with clubs can just sort of use their sponsorships to invest their own money into the club rather than generating the money from, from the fans and how big the club size is. So yeah, I think there's a lot of work to be done to make the Premier League more competitive and more importantly, more enjoyable for the fans because that's what it's all about. So yeah, thank you for listening to this analysis of the current Manchester United takeover situation and how politically driven it is. So yeah, tune in next time. Thank you very much.